Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Hello and welcome back to the Kids Stays in the Podcast. I'm your host, Trey Cooper, and joining me today is... Saruman Cooper. Stop saying the same one over and over again. Dad, it's the same movie three times. No, it isn't. Basically is. There's a new, there's a different theme in each movie. Anyway, here with Solomon Cooper, and we are here for our final discussion of Lord of the Rings. Probably not our final discussion of it, but definitely our final discussion in this run of revisiting the Peter Jackson's original Lord of the Rings trilogy. This week we'll be discussing The Return of the King. That's the name of the movie? Yeah, Return of the King. So I wanted to, I feel like we waste too much time arguing before we tell people what movie we're even watching. That feels kind of rude. So now I can tell you, there's multiple different themes in each one of these movies. You could have chosen a name <laughs> based on that. Based on the themes? Based on anything besides just saying Sauron, Cooper, or whatever. Saruman. Yeah, every single time. Um, yes, but it's this. Also, it's, Saruman's not even in this movie, so ooh, epic fail on your okay. part. Well, yeah, but now it's just like Sauron, but with an M, so it's more like my name. Well, I still feel like it's a failure. Um, but it's Lord of the Rings three times so i figured i should keep it but we're doing a series so i feel like my name should be the same okay i think i think it makes sense and the viewers agree. love Let it disagree to, yeah the viewers love it i've gotten so much let me read this message that we just got why is solomon using the exact same name every episode lazy next one solomon's lazy can't even come up with a new name a lot of people calling you lazy here that's two people i can't read through all of them a lot mm. of people saying lazy lazy writing Anyway, we were thinking about uh, maybe just that having a very quick discussion about um, the new Marvel show She-Hulk, but I'm not going to lie. After watching the last episode, I have no desire to do that. I just want to dive and I want to dive directly in to the sacred ponds of Rodan. Mm, okay, <laughs> it's called the Sacred Well, um, and just talk about the Sacred movie. Water. Yeah, the Sacred Water. Whatever. Um. So we're just we're just never gonna tell them about like when are we gonna talk about those other all these shows that we're watching? We're, we'll talk about them later. There's so not many during sh- Lord of the Rings week. There's so many shows that we need to w- w- talk about though. There's not. I can name three. You named like three earlier, and they weren't even shows that we're watching. I'm watching one of them. No you, one wants to talk about High School the Musical, the Musical, the series. Season three, yes they do. No one wants to know about it. Nobody it's wants to talk about that toy show that I watched five minutes of. It's not called High School the Musical, the Musical, the Series. It's, high, it's called High School Musical, the Musical, the Series. That's what everybody hates even more. Season three. It's awesome. I'm on episode five. We're you talking about Lord it. of the Rings, Bo. Bo? Yeah, Bo. That's what I call you. Everyone <laughs> knows that. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah. Well, like, let's get it started then. Yeah, let's get let's it started. Just, let's hop, dive, dive on in. It's like you said. So, um, this movie, I realized when I was watching it that while I did go see it at midnight, the theater, I definitely slept through at least 90% of the movie. And I think that that's that's, a lot of the movie. Yes. I'd say, I think that that's a huge reason why 
this series has never been I never showed it to you before. You know what I mean? I made it I made it a point to show you movies all during your early childhood so that you would have nostalgia for the, the same things that I had nostalgia for. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like you grew up watching Indiana Jones and Gremlins and you know what I mean? Yes. So these things are like part of your the fabric of your movie Existence. history. Um and Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, you know, Lord of the Rings should have been there. It makes no sense why it's not. Yeah, it's very bizarre. But it's a great, I realized, great series. Yes, but I realized that after it, when I was watching Return of the King, that I'd slept through so much of the movie, I never got that conclusion. And what are you? <laughs> I just thought about doing something. So I never, I never got a conclusion to it. So it never became a part of my like psyche or whatever. Yeah, and so I was, it was, it was really fun to, re- them to rewatch all. it. And every year they came out yeah. at the theaters. Yeah, but I didn't get to see the big conclusion. And when I did, I was so tired that I was just sleeping the whole time. And I think that's now what I was associating. With all the movies. was sleeping and being bored and sluggish. Not bored. I wasn't bored. I was just tired. I was so tired. I think I had gotten up early. I was working um, at that time, two different jobs. And one of them was opening a breakfast shift at a little country cafe in Crawford. That many years ago? Yeah. You've been working two jobs like Yes, so I've long. been working. Yeah, exactly. I wasn't I wasn't raised spoiled like you. Sorry that I legally <laughs> can't get a job yet, father. I couldn't legally get a job either. Well, back then I could, but before that I was before I was still working. It's different. Anyway, it's it doesn't matter. Now. The point is that um yeah, I was working two jobs and at that time I had to open for the breakfast shift, which meant that I had to be at work at 4 in the to, morning. In the morning to get the restaurant ready cuz we opened at 5 for breakfast for all the farmers. Are all the farmers. Yeah. Well, who do you think's out in Crawford eating breakfast? Me. Yeah, you're getting up at five o'clock in the morning to eat breakfast all the time, baby. No, you haven't eaten breakfast before noon a day in your life. That is cap. So anyway, that's why I'm so tired. I've been awake since four in the morning or three thirty in the morning, and I was young, so I didn't really go to bed when I was when I should to get up that early. Mm-hmm. I was still going to bed at like midnight and having to get up at you know three hours of sleep. So anyway, yeah. Long story short, I slept through the entire movie, and it was really awesome to get to actually watch it. And, and he did the same thing this time. He just kept sleeping and snoring, and I kept having to poke him in the so face. So stupid! Such a stupid lie. Uh, Not only that, I was like, I was like actively like standing up to make sure I didn't even. Yeah, he literally stood for like two thirds of the movie. It was absurd. I don't like to. If I feel like I might get tired because I just ate a bunch of food, then I, I didn't get tired a single time. Anyway, I kept laying upside down. Well, so what did you? What do you think about this? Con- this is a conclusion to. To this to this series I think um, some of my opinions were changed and some of my opinions were solidified what do you mean your some of your opinions were changed Frodo isn't that bad of a character <laughs> what a dumb opinion for you to have oh well, he's not as bad as he was in the beginning sure um, and I just now I uh, I feel like once this movie ended it kind of it kind of took a toll man like I mean, I'm not like going about my day being like, oh God, where are my friends? Whenever the movie ended, I was like, that was a great share- series and now all my friends are gone. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, looking forward to having a good good chat about this movie. Yeah, so one of the things that I was really nervous about with this movie specifically is because I had remembered that the they had gone with a lot more CGI in this. So I remember thinking that... Um, or at least my memory, um, that this movie looked was going to have aged the worst. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
And I was, it's because I had fallen asleep and then I woke up in the end of the movie when um, Aragorn comes in with all those, that ghost army that he's gone and recruited. Which is really sick. Yeah. They kind of do, though, look like the ghosts in Haunted Mansion. Like they're the same exact, like, ectoplasmic tone. green or whatever. Yeah. Um, By tone, I meant like color tone, not yeah, like. Yeah, I get it. So. They look very weird, you know what I mean? And the mm-hmm. way they move, it's supposed to look like that, right? They're supposed to look like they're moving like a swarm of rats almost. Yeah. But for me, I just thought it was like I, I fell asleep. I woke up. All of a sudden, there's green ghosts warbling around like rats, and it made them feel not like humans. And I didn't know they were ghosts. I didn't even know what they were. Yeah, I, I just imagined how funny that would be just to wake up and just see ghosts flying around, thinking how far-fetched this movie has gone. Yeah. Um, but watching the movie, A, I love that entire like segment, that whole little um, element where there's an army that during the a previous war, the entire, like, not village, what would you call it, kingdom, mm-hmm. had abandoned their post and cowardice and run away. Yeah. So they were cursed. Um, and then he has to recruit them because the only way they can break their curses is if they, ever f- they have to fulfill their vow to fight. But they would only the do king. it if it was like the king. Right. Um, it's a great scene. It makes it all more powerful. It's really it was crazy. Actually, a really sick scene. Like they they had this whole ghost. Like the kingdom itself had turned into like a goat. Like the buildings were ghostly. Yeah. Um, and the scene was really sick because um, the ghost like s- like sliced and then he like brought his physical sword and blocked. Yeah, it you got to use a little bit more details here. What do you mean? You're not, you're not giving it. You just said the ghost slice and then he blah blah blah. Okay, okay. So uh, the ghost king attacks the Aragorn. The ghost king attacks. He's like, oh, I only listen to the king. Attacks Aragorn specifically. And then I was gonna say, and then Aragorn. So it would have. That's not really how you do sentences. Whatever. whatever. <laughs> and then Aragorn like blocks it, and it's like a like a really powerful and really like really because he has the reforged like sword that like killed slice the fingers of. Yeah. Sauron. Sauron, yeah. So yeah, that was like the that was the proof that he was the king. And then it was like this freeze and everyone was just like <gasps> I still don't fully understand Sauron. I guess we'll understand him whenever we um watch this new show that's coming out. What do you mean? Like he doesn't he seems like he can't be alive without the ring. Like is he just the manifestation of the power inside of the ring? Cuz he gets its fingers cut off and he dies. They did don't, he, like, go kill him after that. Did he die? Yes. Maybe he's like the uh, Nazgul. And when the ring gets destroyed at the end of the movie, he also dies. His eye dies. That's all that's left of him. Yeah. So it's weird. Anyway, that's, we got kind of got a well, little like bit far afield of what I was starting with. I was starting with just saying, like, the, the watching the effects. And so when I watched it again, even the parts that I thought had looked really terrible, like Legolas surfing down the trunk of the Oliphant, um, I didn't think looked that bad, and I thought the ghost looked really good, and quite frankly, it all looked really good. This movie looks good. Um, so yeah, Do you know wh- how much money they had back then? Well, I know that I asked us. They th- were just balling I- with thousands <laughs> of billions of dollars. What do you think about how much money they had back then? Like they don't ma- they don't spend money on movies anymore. No, I mean like think about how much like that's probably why the CGI was better because it was well cost so much for its age. That, that is the most pedantic reductive possible explanation and on top of that obvious just saying think about how much money they spent the more money you spend (laughs) i bet that makes the effects better i'm just saying like i don't know why you thought it was gonna look bad i 
It's been 22 years. CGI does not age very well. That's what I'm saying. They had so much money back then to spend it on like quality that's almost as good as ours now. Have you gone back and watched a movie that's from the 2000s? That's what I... That but, is but the you're point. Just, you're just reducing it to money. Go watch another blockbuster from 2000. Watch Star Wars. You don't think Star Wars had a lot of money? And it looks great. No. Star Wars Episode Two looks like a toilet paper used... Dirty used toilet paper. Which one's episode two? Is that the one with all the clone troopers? Yes, that made you laugh, and you were like six. Well, it's one where they all have they all the Jedi's are out there. But they're sticks. Yes, they're glow sticks. That still looks good. I just think it's a stupid scene that shouldn't be in Star Wars. That movie is grossly ugly. Mm. Anyway, um, I think that a huge reason they look so much better is because they had three years to work on it. Right? They had all the time before the movie's getting prepped, and then they had. They keep working on the special effects. Throughout all the movies. Throughout yeah. the other movies getting released. Um, but just generally, I think it is the careful way that they use the effects and the way they combined it with the... Practicals? Yeah, with the practicals. And they were always cutting back and forth, so everything always had weight. Um, but yeah, that's that's one of the things I was going to ask you. And I know we've kind of talked about this in every single one of these episodes of the podcast, but this is like the biggest one. It's this the most is our epic. series, man. So, um, keep things so consistent. I, I'm curious like, to how, for you, like... You've seen fantasy stuff before. There's not a lot of fantasy movies coming out, but you know you've seen all the Harry Marvel Potter. movies and stuff. Like when you think about the special effects in this, and we talk, definitely talk about the CGI, but uh, it's all like the sets, like the set for was it Minas Tirith, bro? Um, and the way all, all this stuff looked, like what did it, how did you, how did you feel about it? Knowing this movie is older than seven years older than you. To quote High School Musical, the musical, the series. Oh don't get me started. <laughs> 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 what? I will get you started. <laughs> this, these sets were some of the, like it's so it's the coolest things I've ever seen in my whole entire in my whole entire life. Like I just wish as an actor that I could be just in anywhere near something that high budget and that like real. Like and this movie has a bunch of horses in it, so you'd already have experience playing one of the parts. <laughs> what? What's a compliment? I'm gonna <laughs> hit you so hard. Um, and there's a lot of townspeople. Dad, I have friends <laughs> who listen to this podcast, and I'm grateful for my parts that I was given. I thank I, you. I didn't say anything about it. Yes, but I know what you're trying to do to me. I'm not trying to do anything. <laughs> you're trying to burn me alive. There's like 4,000 townspeople in this. That's 4,000 chances for you to get a part. <laughs> I am so hot <laughs> on the inside right now. You have no idea. Anyway, you're talking about the sets. An actor, you'd love to... Like, I would just love to perform on that. Like everything and every single prop and everything is is real, I think, right? And yeah. those, set, those sets are massive. They're huge. And think about how many people are there. Like everything about them was just... It felt so real because it was. Like you were really in this world where... These are just giant kingdoms and cities and castles and um, fortresses. Well, I do have one complaint about the sets specifically. But uh, first, let's take a break. Uh, Already? We need to take a quick break. And we'll be right back with our discussion of uh, Return of the King. 911, what's your emergency? Do you hear that? It's coming from the house. It's coming from inside the house? Uh, Do you mean, could it be... The Poltergeist. New from Rogue Media. 
two haunted hotties talking about haunted places. Every episode, we dive deep into the darkest places and give you a bit of history. We're getting spooky in all the right places. You've gobbled your last ghoul. Follow along for the craziest and spookiest stories with Debbie's Dark Tourism. The Stanley Hotel, Winchester House, The Alamo, Hotel Monte Vista, and more spooky places. Find us at the underscore Poltergals. P-O-L-T-E-R-G-A-L-S. Look over your shoulder. It's us, the Poltergals. Wherever you consume the podcast, you can find us there. Welcome to One Star Rewind, a new podcast about those dreaded one-star reviews that every business owner hates to receive, but yet every customer loves to read. During this podcast, we will peel back that one-star review to better understand how it happened, when it happened, and what the business owner is doing after receiving that one-star review. This podcast will be about love, hate, and laughter. On One Star Rewind, we will meet with real business owners who will tell their stories and how they do rely on reviews for their business. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or download us at roguemedianetwork.com. Please subscribe, but only rate and review for not a one-star review. Join us each time for a new review and a new story. Welcome back to the Kids Stays in the Podcast and our discussion of Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. Yeah, so we were just discussing the sets and the special effects and whatever. So since we decided to discuss the sets specifically, uh, yeah, the design for Minas Tirith is amazing. I love the way the city is designed. There's not one second when it didn't feel like a real place. Whenever yeah. he's in there, it never felt like a set. But I will, I do have a complaint, and it, I don't know the name of the town or the city. It's upsetting. And that is where... Um, Faramir and his group of merry merry men are kind of defending that town. It's all destroyed. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate that set. It is. It never feels like a city. It never even feels like a destroyed city. It, it just looks like rubble. It, yeah, it feels specifically like set rubble. Like if it was ruins that were supposed to be have been ruined thousands of years ago, maybe it wouldn't feel so set like. But this is supposed to be a city that they're still defending. Yeah, and it doesn't feel like a city at all. It feels like. Like, it's not like there's still chairs and burned bodies or whatever in there. It looks like ancient ruins. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And specifically, like I said, the set of ancient ruins, not real. But that is a minor complaint. You don't, you're not there very often, thankfully. Yeah. Um, um, I, I can see what you mean. It does, it does not feel like a city at all. It does, like, feel like the ruins where Boromir died. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, and... I think that's why the movie was confusing. Obviously, falling, falling asleep wasn't helping. But like when he's whenever um, what's his name, Dothamore, Dorothmore, whatever the the douchebag king. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, or the fake king, the steward, Bo- Boromir and Faramir's father. Yeah, it's like Dothamir. Either way, whenever he sends Faramir 
to go back. He's obviously doing it to get him killed. We get that, blah, 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 because uh, he's mad. But when he says, no, we need to keep that city, you have to go back and take it. And he's like, no, the city's already fallen. I'm like, bitch, that ain't even a city. <laughs> I didn't even understand what they were talking about sending them back there because I did not even register in my brain the first time I saw this movie that that was even a city. And why in the world are you guarding it? There's nothing there. There's no walls. It sucks. I honestly didn't even know what they were defending whenever they were sent out. They weren't defending anything. They were trying to take it back. I didn't even understand. From that. See, exactly, because it didn't feel like a city. Um, Maybe I wasn't paying attention during that part. Well, either way, I think it's. I think it's actually. I think that it's the reason I brought that up is because I think that it's one of the times where the set is so badly thought up, thought up, thought up. Yeah, like that. It actually makes the movie more confusing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if it looked like the town in Rohan, you know what I mean? Where we met Theoden and all those people mm -hmm. and they were like, abandon the city, abandon the city and the orcs took over. And then someone's like, go take that back. You would get that. Yeah. But when it's just a bunch of ruins that doesn't look like a city, it makes it really confusing what's even happening. Um. Anyway, but what did you think about like the, the CGI and stuff? How do you feel like that held up? You know, you still have... Fully CGI characters like Shelob and Gollum and Shelob and CGI. No, they got a huge five hundred pound spider. Dad, do you want me to punch you in the face? We could have been a puppet. Could have been a puppet. <laughs> okay, so get, answer my question. I guess if you thought it could have been a puppet, did it very easily been a puppet? I thought it looked really good. Um, like maybe some things, not like the stinger. Are you specifically talking about Shelob? I can never tell. I'm, I'm asking a broad question about the CGI. Well, so if you're going to zoom in onto one thing, you're going well, to just talking about you're going to say that. Because uh, um, there's Oliphant. I was going to ask: Are the Oliphants also CGI? Rhinoceros. Yes. Are all the animals CGI? Yes. Even the wargs. Definitely, all the fictional animals are CGI. Even the giant eagles. Yes, especially the those giant aren't, eagles. Those aren't just zoomed-in eagles. No. Well, then I think it looks really good. Um, once again, not really... I didn't notice it at all. Um, That's really impressive, then. Do you ever notice it? If you're, what's a movie that you've seen where you've been like, that CGI doesn't look very good? Every movie before 2000. <laughs> well, there's a lot of movies that came out in 2000 that look like crap. What yes. about episode one? You don't think the CGI in that looks spotty? Yes. Yes, you do? Yes, I do. There's okay, some so things in all of them, but I'm just saying, like... This movie, I feel like, just nailed it, nailed it, nailed it, nailed it, nailed it. Like, like I said, not noticeable. I this movie could pass off, maybe like besides some Gollum things. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes Gollum looks a bit fake, and that's it. I think this could, this movie could be released now, and I would think it was amazing. Yeah, I agree. I think there's a couple of weird times when he does this thing that they did a lot in the Who? early 2000s. Peter Jackson, the director. Okay, maybe we'll be more specific sometimes. <laughs> um, he does this thing where he, I don't, I, I have to, I imagine that he actually is doing it on purpose because this movie costs so much that you could do it, you could do it, you could go back and do it if you wanted to. Um, you just go back and do reshoots. But he does this thing where it's like he takes things and puts them into slow motion. And, don't remind me. In post. But don't he, get me started. But he wasn't shooting it in slow motion. So it has this weird, herky, jerky, cheapy. That has not, that's not CGI. Movie. 
if we were talking about like filming techniques, that makes me want to die. I just feel like that's the only thing that I would say that it has aged really poorly that you would I not feel like see. I see that in movies now. I don't know why. I just feel like I do see that weird. You like, sometimes do, but it's not very often. Well, yeah. Which means like, yeah. Um, I hate that more than like anything in the earth. Oh, yeah. That is the worst thing I've ever seen in my whole life. There's a reason on your iPhone camera, there's a section that says video and then slow-mo. They're different. <laughs> God. What? Yeah, too bad Peter Jackson didn't have an iPhone back then. If only he had, then Lord of the Rings would have looked so much better. Um, I just said Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Lord of the Rings. <laughs> um, I'm just saying. I, just, I was just saying that that's the only thing that I would say that makes it look really dated, much more than the special effects, is just whenever those couple of shots. They do it in the first movie, too, whenever all the orcs are chasing them through the woods. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's another reason I hated the first. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, but let's let let's uh, let us actually now zoom in back to what you were talking about before. Shelob. About Shelob. So that was a pinnacle scene. A lot of people were looking forward to it. I hadn't read the books, but my dad was like, "Oh man, just you wait, <laughs> just you wait, Henry Higgins, until you see the Shelob." Um, that's the big tease, kind of at the end of Two Towers. Is he's like, "Oh, we're gonna take them, and she will, her, she yeah. will kill." Yes, yeah, yeah. So it takes us quite a while to get it to old Shelob, though. <laughs> so high just now. Like it does, though. It takes like all he he, he makes it sound so, at the end of the two towers. He's like he's like, yeah, I'm gonna lead you up some stairs and then in a tunnel. And you think that's all you're gonna do? Damn boys, walk hither and yon for like two hours before we get to Shelob. Well, it's also because they're not even walking that far. I'm sure, but it's that we are busy watching like this other crazy war go on. So yeah, um, but yeah. So what did you think about that? About that scene and what, Shelob in general, just just Shelob, Shelob being there, just the whole Shelob scene. What do you think about the whole thing? So once they get all the way up to oh my billion god, it's not a stairs, confusing question. Just curious. Yes, um, I was very confused because Shelob wasn't talking. Why do you think Shelob should be talking? And I thought she, I just thought she spoke. Why I didn't. Just because he, they, for one, she has a name, and Gollum seemed like, like, how does she, how does he know that's a girl? Like we didn't see any spider babies. How there just seemed like a lot of things, and she's so big, and she's ancient. Everybody knows who she is. It, but uh, she's been you, guarding that pass for a billion years. I just feel like if it was, she was ancient, you she would speak. Why those trees speak? I think. I think I think trees being able to speak is way more of a stretch than than this giant spider. They're not trees; they're ants. The oliphants didn't speak. The wargs didn't speak. The horses didn't speak. Those are just the rhinoceroses didn't. Those speak. Those are literally just animals, but different. Shelob is just a spider, but big. Yeah, but she's a name. Oliphants is a species. Are, are all those spiders called Shelobs? No, just that one is. She's an ancient demon. She's a demon. Yeah, she's like a demon. Demonic entity, like a. Are you talking creature. about that game? I'm talking. That's real. That's lore. That's lore from the movies. That's lore. It's, you obviously don't get into it in the movies, but it's lore from the book. Okay. Mm, Either way, it just it just felt weird that. What she, did you want Sheila to be saying? I thought she was like, oh, "I'm gonna eat you." Oh my gosh! That's, that's, so that's actually not even 100. That I was gonna say. I thought they were gonna like tie her up, and then she's gonna like, talk to them. By the way, those games are canon. I also thought Sheila was nice. 
Yeah, because she's nice in the game. You're just confusing everything with this dumb game. No, no, no. I thought it because of the, I, I felt like she was nice in the Lego video game I played. Well, it's a Lego game. What are they going to have her do? Eat you? I thought she talked to us. Oh, my gosh. You I don't know why. making stuff I up. I genuinely thought she was nice this whole time. No, she is an evil, disgusting, awful spider. Like, even before you even talked about the game and that she is apparently a hot girl, way before that, I always thought she was a good, nice spider that spoke. I have no idea why. That's dumb. Maybe you're thinking of Harry Potter. Even though that spider's not nice either. But it talks. Yes. Maybe that is it. <laughs> that could be it. But that's unlikely. It's just Anyway, weird. can we talk? We almost spent 10 minutes now. And you haven't even said anything actually about real Shelob. You're talking about spiders from all kinds of other things. I did talk about you're her. Like, I thought that Shelob writes little messages in a web to save the pig. Isn't that Shelob? <laughs> That was good. That was good. I respect it. Um, yeah, while you're telling me that, because I want to look up something, because I want to tell tell the read this to the audience. Oh my god! Right, go ahead. Okay, so yeah, I just thought I thought that, but what I was saying before is that I thought she looks really good, and she was pretty scary too, and the way she moved was really well done, like really spider like, which I know sounds kind of stupid, but like spiders move in such a bizarre and disgusting way, like every other leg moves. Yeah, specifically this move like a tarantula, right? Because it moves in and out of the holes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I feel like they they really did nail the spider. Did you think it was scary? Was it like suspenseful to you? Kind of. Um, it wasn't suspenseful because I just always assumed that everyone's gonna live. I did not believe that Frodo or Samwise were gonna die. Um, yeah, I didn't think they were gonna die, but I thought they were still gonna get bit by a giant spider. I didn't. So whenever, it, it, whenever like Frodo got stung or whatever, stabbed, stabbed, yeah, yeah. Um, stung is just like such a mild way of putting getting impaled with a four foot spike. Okay, wow, it was a giant spider stinging <laughs> someone. So, okay. um, yeah, I I was just kind of like surprised. I was like, oh, he's dead. So I was just like, I don't know. I just thought it was so gross. It was really hard to watch sometimes. I thought it was really gross too. It kind of, it kind of like made me feel just uncomfortable. Yeah. Just because I do not like bugs. Yeah, and even whenever Sam like stabs us, she lob and she goes back into that hole. He just sits there holding Frodo and crying. And I'm like, get your dumb a out of the room with has a spider in it. Like you know what spiders do when they go into those holes? Come out another one. Well, yes, but they jump out of them and eat you. Yeah, well, she was all stabbed up. Um, well, I just think it's worth it's worth talking about the this the game thing that we were saying. So they made a game a couple years ago called um, called Shadow of Mordor. It's like I said, it's based on the movies. It's the characters from the movies. It's not based on the books or some other secret thing. It's based in the film universe. It's made by WB Games. Really? Yeah. And um, WB isn't WB who made this? Warner Brothers. That is a new line. New line. That's multiverses. WB is. Well, I know what WB is. Okay. Well, either Wait. way, I I remember. I just remember I see, saw the thing. But whatever. Um, the point is, it was made by the the film studio that owns the parent company. Their studio made the game too. So anyway, this is a canon game, right? This mm -hmm. is all canon. I'm, same voice actors, same everything. I'm hearing you. And um, Shelob is a main character in this, which everyone's like, oh, that's gonna be really cool. And not only does Shelob speak. Which already would have pissed people off, but she turns into a hot lady. 
Yeah. Like, it's the dumbest thing in the entire world. And this makes no sense. She's trying to get a ring for herself. Yeah. She had the ring of power right there, and she loved to not care about it. So why all of a she sudden... She didn't is, know. Why all of a sudden... She can't sense it. She sensed the one in the game. Well, so dumb. But the thing I wanted to read was one of our one of our loyal listeners had sent in something. We were talking about um, Lord of the Rings. I didn't know that she loved in this game turned into a hot lady. Mm-hmm. And sometimes she's a spider. But imagine, can you imagine watching this movie? If she's a spider, and then all of a sudden, sometimes she's a hot lady. It'd be so stupid. <laughs> but so dumb. But so anyway, this this game got roundly panned, rightfully so, for turning she loved into a hot woman. Um, and, um, yeah, so this, one of our, one of our listeners sent me this, um, post that somebody made that I just wanted to read. Cause I found it really, really funny. And it was, um, so this is what, so, uh, I'm just going to show Solomon, Should I read it out loud? but I was going to read it out loud, but, um, you've said, but, um, I have like four times. I wanna, I, I'm trying to say, I was going to show you the picture of what she looks like in the game. I've seen what she looks like. Oh, it's a green text. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, Solomon, you can read it. Can you read and act like you're sounding like J.R. Tolkien? Just sound like kind of Britishy. No, old. I don't want to do that. Well, it's going to be funny then. So this, somebody on Reddit made like this a post Reddit. where they said. This is 4chan. Oh, my gosh, Solomon. I found this on Reddit. Stop arguing with me. It doesn't you know. matter. I, I got that off of Reddit. Okay, well, that's a green text. Here you go. Read it. Oh, no, I want to punch you in the face now. <laughs> that's not the same well, as Reddit. You said you were going to read it. I just, I said, do you want me to read yeah, it? Yeah, I do want you to. But so I can't do it. I'm trying to explain it. I just want you to shut up. Okay. <laughs> it's all I want from you. I want you to be quiet until I tell you to speak. Good. That's much better. So somebody on Reddit made this thing where they basically said, oh, we found evidence that Shelob actually, the game actually got it right. The movies got it wrong. We found this letter that um, J.R. Tolkien wrote to his son. And then he posted this letter that's obviously fake. But um, you're going to have to bleep out any bad words. Of course. I don't. But, um, but yeah, this is, the, this is the letter that proves that Sheila was supposed to be a hot girl. Can I just read it normally? Just consider this an audition. Okay, I'm going to get a horse anyways, <laughs> so. Christopher, my son, did I ever tell you the full story of Sheila? You know, the monstrous spider descended from the vile... Ungoliant. Let's keep going. Okay. Which I u- which I used to read out loud of aloud of in our Oxford meetings of the Inklings. Well, what I didn't mention back then was Shelob could also transform into a totally hot babe, all <laughs> pale and dark and wan like Rebecca and Ivanhoe, or what will later come to be known as the Goth subculture. In fact, she looks very much like a pornographic actress. Stoya, who will be born 13 years after I die. <laughs> Christopher, I will be entrusting you with my estate. If there is ever a video game adaptation of my work, you must make sure they get this Shelob right. Make sure she is what the Anglo-Saxons would have called a hiata. Just do your best. You're just ruining the pace. A hiata XG, <laughs> a real sexy beep. <laughs> Oh, God. I forgot that you can't read very good. I should never let you read again. Uh, are you joking me? It's H. But you just kind of kept going. It just completely ruins the whole joke when you like keep stopping. And you read everything like three-word bursts. 
like you're giving out your phone number. No, bro. Anyway, hey, we're uh, we're two minutes over time, so let's take a quick break, and we'll and be back. I'll try and tell you what this word is of Lord of the Rings. I'm gonna try and explain this word. Return of the King to you guys. I've read that a hundred thousand <laughs> times, including out loud. See you later. Be back in a second. Zach. And I'm Mike. And we have a fantastic new podcast to tell you about. Bros, Foes, and Heroes. It's the two of us looking into the world of comics, breaking down some characters that you may have never heard of, and some that are just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, so Zach comes up with a character each time, and uh, I go into it just completely blind. I don't know who this person is or what their abilities are or anything, and, and basically I guess we kind of go over their origin story. And just some of the ridiculous stuff that maybe, especially Golden Age stuff. Oh, Golden yeah. Age stuff is always the best. And we will make sure to highlight all of the shenanigans and just absolute weirdness yeah. of everything. Yeah, that's right. So subscribe today and uh, follow us on Instagram at Bros Bros Heroes. And if you don't, I know where you live. Not really, but please subscribe. <laughs> bros and Bros and Heroes. Gonna tell you about frozen, frozen heroes. Gonna tell you about. Hi, this is Sarah. And I'm Carter. And this is Some of Our Thoughts. We're two Southern sommeliers, and we want to share everything we love and know about wine. We started hanging out during quarantine and cooking and drinking and listening to music. And we just thought this would be a great way to bring everything we know to you guys. We will make wine knowledge and food pairings easy and approachable. So put on your favorite vinyl, grab your favorite glass of wine, tune into our show, and let's have some fun. Wine Wine and vinyl. vinyl. So check us out on RogueMediaNetwork.com or wherever you get your favorite podcast. We'll be talking about a lot. <laughs> Welcome back to the Kids Stays in the Podcast and our discussion, our final segment discussing Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, final installment. We have spent a lot of time not really talking about this movie. And we have been, we actually have we've been talking oh, we've about We've talked that a lot about this movie. But, um... I think we're just talking about it in such a odd roundabout way that we need Is to get to. Is that a problem? It. Well, I mean, Everyone's we need to at least discuss movie. its. I, I'm not saying we should have done a plot recap. I'm just saying we need to get around to like how it ends the trilogy. But anyway, what annoying thing do you need to say? Okay, it's H A E combined. And what is? What nobody even knows what you're talking word about. Word that I couldn't read that you said I was illiterate and stupid. I didn't say you're stupid. I would never say that. Oh, um, cap. You um, said you're a, an illiterate bozo. It's H A E D with a plus, like a little cross thing on it. It is and ancient an a, Gaelic. E C G E. And I'm trying to put it into Google Translate. Haidwa Ekje. See, that's all you could have done. Nobody knows ancient, ancient Gaelic. Here you go. Here's your phone pack. Anyway, I just pronounced it perfectly. Cap. I, do, do you know if I didn't? Did it sound like it was, that's how it could be pronounced? No. Exactly. Nobody knows and nobody was reading it. So anyway, 
What are you doing on your phone? Are, do you think Google's going to speak it for you? It will. An ancient dead language? Dad? You can go into your room and have some private time, close the door, lock it, turn on some music, and let Google translate all the ancient Gaelic words that you want. But nobody wants to sit here and watch you trying to get Google to translate this. I just want it to make a sound. It's not going to do that right now. It will because I'll just click the speak button. This is not important. But no, one is, about, no one wants to listen to us of, argue about of, how words are spelled. Exactly. So why are you doing this? So I can figure it out for myself. You can do that later after we're not on the but air. But I want them to hear what it sounds like. No. Why in the... We wasted two <laughs> minutes so you could translate a word from a Reddit post that doesn't have anything to do with this movie. Well, it has something to do with the no, movie. You just want to prove that you're not a bozo. I'm not a bozo. You Everybody think I'm stupid because I can't read. I don't think you're stupid. I think you're a bozo and that you're illiterate because you don't read. I, you don't read. I do read. The kid stays in the podcast. I didn't say you... Okay, you can read, but okay. you choose not to. Anyway, so let's talk about this movie as a conclusion for this huge, giant thing that we just now went through. You know, I haven't seen these movies in so long. You never have seen them. Pretty epic journey to get from you know, there and back again. So how did you feel like this worked as a climax, whether it was action scenes, where it was, it was uh, you know, the emotional resolutions? How do you think it functioned? This movie was the coolest thing I've ever seen. You know, to you quote, say that so often that now no one... No, no, no. It's just I've said it in this series so often. To quote the no, cool kids... I said that, I told my friend that you said that you love the movie, was your favorite, and they were like, yeah, but he said that about Free Guy. He said that was the best movie ever made. I just really enjoyed it because Ryan Reynolds was in it. Um, as I was saying, you've ruined my whole train of thought. Sorry. Oh, yeah. As the cool kids say, this movie was lit. All right. This movie was bussin'. This movie was everything. Okay. These action scenes, I don't think can be beat in from any single person or movie on the earth. Like, just, just because of the scale. Like... Duel of the Fates, classic work of art scene, beautiful music, you know, everyone loves Duel of the Fates. Or is it Duel of Fates? The Duel of the Fates? I think that one. Yeah. I don't want to get it wrong. Um, but this is some of the craziest things you will ever see in your life. And it does feel very Star Wars-y, now that I think about it. I know this did came out first, right? No. It didn't? The book, yes. Okay, well, like... Like you know, the Ollie fonts, mm -hmm. they very much remind me of like AT-ATs. Oh no, that is definitely something that Peter Jackson I think was riffing on. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah, definitely. Because Star Wars movies came out before this. Okay. Um, and it just everything was so crazy, and you were just like constantly being like, "Oh my gosh, how are they going to win? Oh, this is amazing! They're crushing people with they're sending back the rubble of their own towers and murdering people. They're shooting down giant Ollie fonts." And just everything is just so climatic and like cinematic and it's just amazing and so cool and so crazy. Yeah, I was thinking about it because I was like, if you think about ghosts, think about what would it be considered one of the biggest, quote unquote, best action set pieces of, of this recent generation. Right. In the last 10 years, 20 years. Mm -hmm. um, and most younger people's brains and including mine, because I'm very, very young, um, mm -hmm. would go to, like, let's say, the um, last battle in in the Avengers, right? But if you think about it, that's just a big, wide-open space with a bunch of people running around. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas this feels like it has... 
it's as epic and huge as anything else, but it has, there's a kind of strategy to it. You know what I mean? Huge fortress walls, garrisons of troops where you have archers behind and in front, and then, you know, people have to move in different directions to make sure they don't shoot each other. Yeah. Um, people holding doors open and then, uh, then the enemy team, you know, doing right. like siege towers, siege, and, sieges, yeah, and battering rams and stuff like that. So like, it, and so it's all it's all medieval warfare that we're kind of familiar with, but just magnified to a huge degree. And I just really can't think of anything um, that compares to it, honestly, yeah. on scope and scale. I I can't think of anything, and it, it, as well done as it was. Like, mind-boggling is what it is. Yeah. And he, and there's, like, four different fronts going on at different times. Mm-hmm. Um, well, one thing I want to just make sure that I get to I mention, because if I were to finish this and not say it, one of the biggest things that I missed by sleeping through this whole movie, besides the whole awesome movie, was um, all of Eowyn's character development happens in this movie, for the most part. Eowyn? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, how quickly you forget the people that you are in love with. I bet some girls that know you know what that feels like. Aragorn? Eowyn. Is that a girl? Yes. Oh, that's that's Theoden's daughter? Oh my gosh, yes. Okay. Sorry, I just feel like I've never heard her name mentioned in this show. It's the last thing that he says before he dies, you bozo. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, she's amazing. She's such an amazing character. She she's supposed to be like the shield bearer for the king or whatever her title is, and um, she he asked her to stay back and rule the kingdom. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And she instead pulls a Mulan. Which and I love. I love Mulan. Puts, favorite movie. Puts uh, Disney movie. Puts all the air, uh, all the armor on and marches out with the men anyway because she wants to and, fight. And she takes. Is and it, is it Mary or Pippin? One of those two. She takes Mary or Pippin. <laughs> Um, she takes him cause he wants to fight as well. And then she does and she's am- amazing and you know, they, they are doing their best. And then the scene where the King gets overwhelmed by one of the Nazgul dragons, dragons like, cause he's the Nazgul are big cheating bastardos. <laughs> <laughs> they are always sneaking in. They're already like in almost invincible and they have to sneak in with their dragons and pick people up and then drop them like a bunch of cowards. But yeah, the part where she just stands in front of him is like, nope, not going to pass. And she won't. Her dad's like, get out of here. She will not. And then she just hacks what? that dragon's. He's like, get out, run away. Oh, yeah. And she yeah, just yeah. stands in front of him with her shield. Her shield gets bashed open. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and this is like the king of the Nazgul. Yeah. This is the like witch king. S- yeah. Yeah. So. First of all, she chops the dragon's head right off, which was so cool. Yeah, or, no, like she like hacks it, like yeah. it's like an axe to wood, like over and over again. And then, yeah, then the witch king attacks her, and then she fights him, and he has the most bad a flail. And seen. he has a sword. He has both. He's dual wielding. Yeah. So anyway, I just want to I just want to give her a shout out that um, I missed that entire character really, um, and that that actress really didn't go on to do very much else. Unfortunately, um, yeah, it's really sad. I think she's she's incredibly talented. She's a very gorgeous young woman. Um, yeah, but Solomon couldn't even remember her name, even though he was uh, crushing on her so hard the entire movie long. Well, I was just so distracted by Aragorn. So yeah, 
that, that doesn't mean you couldn't remember her name. It's not my sexist f- is what it is. It's not sexist. I could name you. What? <laughs> that air, that air. Um, I can't name you any other girl characters in this movie. Really? There's only there's like not that many. What about Galadriel. Yeah, that's the only other girl character. Well, Tolkien kind of famously didn't do a great job with fleshing out the female characters in the book either. Okay, so not my fault then. I'm not taking any blame. I honestly think that makes it worse. There's only two f- main female characters. You can't even remember their names. I just I feel like I'd never heard. Uh, what about Aragorn's wife? <sighs> they failed that one test. What about what is her name? Elf wife. It's Liv Tyler. <laughs> that's, that's not it at all. Okay. I actually don't know her. How much time do we have left? Five minutes. Okay. Well, we need to get through it then, Dad. All right. Let's we go. have. I feel like we just need to cap it all off with all these endings. I agree. We have five minutes. All right. So we get, give us time for five endings, just like the movie had. It was seven or nine. I'm pretty sure. Um, so this movie had too many endings. Um, sure, I enjoyed them. But there was so many. And I want to make sure that everybody knows that we do already know, yes, that that has been a common joke that people make about this movie. I didn't know that. But um, it is true. Yeah, it's it's absurd. Um, if you'd like, we can we can try and count them out real fast. No, uh, that's, not a, that's not a good use of the audience's time. What is a good use of I, You said you need to wrap this soul up, put a bow on it. Let's okay, just do that. so we have the first great ending, and it's... It's it's really beautiful, you know. It's the um, them like Samwise and Frodo hugging on a mountain, right? Mm-hmm. Or like a little rock by some lava, and um, they had just burned the ring, and like lava's going everywhere, and then it like fades to black, and that's our really that's our that's that's what I would say is the ending, and then they. I think the ending is when. Like for a movie, I'm not. We'll we we'll we'll rush through a little mini argument that I've gotten into with people about this, but for a movie, I've never read the books. Pretend like the books don't exist. For a movie, I would have a hundred percent ended it when they all hug, bow to the hobbits. Oh, when Aragorn says, "You bow for no one," and they all the whole kingdom bows to the hobbits. That's where I would have ended it, right? I know it's a cheesy kind of Star Wars-y ending. It's good. Um, but it's good. Um, so I have an argument that uh, even people that agree that it has too many endings would say, but how could you cut all that stuff out? It's very important. You know it what is. I mean? Him going off to the White River. It's basically him going off to heaven. Mm-hmm. Apparently later on, Samwise and all those people figure out how the how to get there, and they actually go there and reunite with them. Oh, um, why didn't they do that? I don't think it happens in the book. I think it's like in an appendix or appendices or something. Appendices. I can't talk. Anyway. Appendix. Yes, but there's a bunch of appendixes. What do you call them? plurality of appendixes? An appendixes. Nope. Anyway, so, so here's the thing. Appendix. All these things are important. It is important. I love the part where they're all sitting at the bar. Sam looks up, sees a cute bartender. He's like, "Girl, I done gone all the way over here." All the way back and all these adventures. I'm not letting, you know what I mean? I'm not letting life pass me by. Yeah. So he goes right up to talk to her. And then. That also would have been a pretty good ending. Yeah. Then we see them get married and like. Second ending. And we got the slow motion pillow fighting. Oh my gosh. Walking in slow motion. Third, fourth, fifth. Um, But 
the important thing is that Peter Jackson left out, and it's a huge thing that people have been upset about because they really think that it means that he fundamentally didn't understand the story. I don't think that's true. I think he does understand the story. I think that there's a reason he took it out, and we don't have time to get into that. But that is the scouring of the Shire. So in the book, they find out that they're all marching. All those bad orc people, they're all marching on to their home. Mm-hmm. So in this, in the movie, they're all just wanting to go back home, right? They all talk about it, and their sacrifice is that they could go back home, and they choose not to. In the book, it's much di- more dire than that. They could choose to go defend their home, and they have to choose not to to save the world. So they have to let their home get destroyed. Yeah. And then when they get back to the Shire, it's all destroyed. And they have to rebuild, and they rebuild, and they rebuild, and then at, right when it gets all rebuilt, it's Frodo's time to go, right? So that all makes sense. But without that emotional arc at the, in the ending, it's just flat to me. And that's why it feels like five endings. You know what I mean? It's, if they would have got back and they're walking back, it's all smoky. It's destroyed. How devastating that is. And then they have to rebuild. And it shows them doing that. And then it shows them at the bar. And then he goes and meets the lady. And they rebuild. And then the guy gets married. And then they rebuild some more. And then it's all finally built. And then he leaves. You see how that's like some ups and downs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I it, like that. But they could he, he already had cut that whole idea of the Shire getting destroyed out of the series completely. So when they get back, the Shire's just fine. And it makes those endings just feel like they're... One, one right after, after the another, other, yeah. and you're just experiencing the same emotional beat over and over again. Hello, goodbye, hello, goodbye, hello, goodbye. You know? Yes. Yeah. Um, just doesn't work. It's the only thing about this movie that I think honestly doesn't work is that having all those endings, it just rings every bit of energy that you had and Yeah, whatever. like you, you feel, like like you said whenever you're watching it, it's like you get off that huge high of like, we just won. We defeated the orcs, we defeated Sauron, and then you're just like, oh my gosh, if I see another hobbit in the next five minutes, I'm going to shoot someone. Yeah, and the argument was made to, <laughs> funny. The argument was made to me that, um, well, sometimes movies don't need to leave you feeling like high and ex- excited. 100% true. Yeah. If they would have gone back to the Shire and it was all destroyed, it's like, what, what have you gained if you saved the whole world but you lost your home? You know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. And that can leave you feeling sad. And feeling sad and kind of wrung out or whatever isn't a bad feeling. This was not sad and wrung out. It was nothing. There's no emotion <laughs> left. Yeah, You leave feeling nothing. I'd rather leave feeling than yeah. not. And it wasn't like feeling nothing like that's what he wanted. He wanted you to be feeling sad, emotional, happy, and optimistic. You know what I mean? You could tell what emotions he wants you to be having. Yeah, like you could. But I didn't have any more. Already had done all of those. And by the time I was, it was just meaningless. Yeah, just end. like, oh my gosh. Anyway, I think that was a really good um, way to wrap it up. We are a bit over time, but if you have any final thoughts, otherwise, I had a great time rewatching this. Can't wait for the new Amazon show. Yeah, it's gonna be good. Um, I'm. Sh- will we talk about it next week? Beginning yeah. of next week. Yeah, next week we're probably gonna be discussing Jaws. Ooh, exciting! The anniversary. Also, such a weird movie to pair with Lord of the Rings. So anyway, the show came out a little bit. All sooner. right. I, I thought you were going to have something meaningful to say. Okay. I'm sorry. Blathering on. All right. Until next time. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Love you guys. Follow us on Instagram at the kid in the pick and on roguemedianetwork.com. Until next time. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.